0: Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All.
1: Today, we're going to talk with creator of Kelly Baker Brow. Kelly Baker, she's a single mom and entrepreneur who started her business on her own and has become one of the most sought after eyebrow artists to the A-list celebrities like the Kardashians who you guys always have the best brows plus we're going to answer some questions from you on our voicemail if you need the number again please call us and ask us your questions at 844-844-MOMS moms Moms. jade how are you doing over there
0: still pregnant (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no baby yet thank god no not not yet but I did have some preterm contractions. Yeah, I was
1: going to ask you about that because you were talking about that in the Facebook podcast group and so many people had questions about it. What's going on?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, so I feel like it was a lot of different things that were adding up. I was really, I had a really stressful thing happen with Brooks. And then my emotions are very revved up right now. Like I'm third trimester. My. I don't know, whatever hormones responsible for this, but I feel like I've been just way more ragey. I get that. I feel that today. (laughs) Yes. And just like, I can tell my body's getting ready to have a baby, right? Like I can feel everything revving up. I think it's just been a lot on my body. And I mean, obviously this is my third pregnancy in four years. And so supposedly, people were telling me that the more subsequent pregnancies you have, the more you you feel everything. Mm. But last week, which I guess when this podcast comes out, it'll be like three or four weeks ago, I was having really crazy, lower abdominal contraction pains, which were not Braxton Hicks. Like I've had Braxton Hicks before mm-hmm. with both Emmy and Brooks. I get Prax- I get Braxton Hicks with this baby. And it was something very, very different. And so it was just very concerning for me, but I've never felt anything like this. And I didn't yeah. want to like, I have like this thing where I feel like I don't want to make big deals out of things, especially to like medical professionals. So I, I was like, do I call my midwife? Does mm-hmm. she, is she not going to believe me? Is she just going to think that like, you know, I'm just looking too far into something that's not a big deal. Like I I just, I always have this feeling, but yeah, um, everybody was like, no, you need to be an advocate for your health. Like you it's your health, it's your baby's health. Like it's you're not crazy, like just call your midwife. So I did and she was so so helpful. And we kind of just talked about what I was feeling and we assessed it and she's helping me mostly from a nutritional point. Mm. She's like, your body is trying to tell you something, you know, like when things like this happen, your body is communicating to you. Yeah. So let's try this and this and this and let's see how you feel. And it really did help. So I don't want to like say things like because everybody has different medical professionals that they work with. And I don't want to like give out advice that like their medical professional might not like agree with. So I'm not going to say exactly, but it's all just like from a nutrition base. Yeah, it's all from a nutritional base. So extra protein in my diet, certain herbs that I'm taking. Obviously, I thought I was getting enough water, but I feel like I wasn't. So hydrating more, meditating, um, stuff stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Dude, bodies are so weird when you're older, quote unquote older.
0: That's the thing, too. I'm not a spring chicken that's pregnant.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not old. We're not old. But, I've, but
2: I'm not I young. even notice, like,
0: <laughs> just even in my
1: periods now, I'm like, this is, my body acts so differently. Like, I'm on my period right now. Right? So differently than it did in my 20s.
0: <laughs> well, like, and I've heard, I've heard from so many women, too, that that happens after you have babies, too, that their periods are so different.
1: Yeah, it's weird and not great. And like stuff comes out that I've never seen before sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is that? Why?" Did now, that just come now out I'm of like,
0: me? "Now I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: I don't even know." This period <laughs> this week has been so weird. I do oh need to go gosh. in for my checkout checkup. I have that like yearly checkup, and it's the end of the year, and I still haven't gone. But that's okay. I'll get in there one day. But yeah, bodies are weird.
0: I don't think you have to have a pap smear every year anymore.
1: Oh, really? No,
0: I don't think so. I think it's every maybe, two years now.
1: Maybe it's like because like, they called me and they said you need to come. Maybe it's like a six months after you had a baby checkup. Like they called a while ago.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope my doctor's not listening to this. No, he wouldn't listen. To, his daughter's mine, but <laughs> <whoops>. <laughs> I'll get in there hey, eventually. W- <laughs> You're like, what's up? What's up, girls? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, bodies are different when you, I mean, I don't know what your body's doing because I have never had a third pregnancy, but my periods are so weird now that I'm older. I can imagine a pregnancy would be like, oh, okay. At least like you knew that that feeling was different than like Braxton Hicks. Because think about like your first pregnancy, you'd be like, What is this feeling? You question
0: everything, right?
1: Totally. So you're like questioning things, but you have something to base it off of. You know what I mean? So that's at Mm -hmm. least kind of good.
0: Although my pregnancies have all been – they've been similar but different too. So you just never – you know, pregnancies can be so different from each other.
1: That's so true. And even like boy versus girl, I felt like was – I mean, not that I've had another one, but I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, we're about to ask answer some of your questions and we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I love That's that. kind of the beauty of this podcast, though, I would say. Like, we're just still going through it, too. You know,
0: it's just girlfriend chat. Yeah, it That's is the best part.
1: So let's just get to those questions, Jade.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay, answer I'm ready. How we see fit. <laughs> All right. Should we go to this first call?
1: Let's do it.
2: Hi, this message is for Jade and Carly, and I just wanted to ask you what your advice is for a first-time mother.
1: I'm expecting my first child in November. I just wanted to know if there's anything you would do differently. I think the one thing I would do
0: (laughs) differently, (laughs) let's Um.
1: see. I think I would ask, I would not feel bad about asking for help, which is a really hard thing to say, but, you know, babies are really hard. And I feel like you feel kind of like as a mom that you have to do it all yourself and it's okay to ask somebody to hold the baby so you can go take a bath or, you know, it's okay to ask somebody to bring you dinner. Like all of those things are okay and helpful for your physical and mental health. But I feel like in the moment you're like, I can do this. No, I'm I'm the mom. I can do it. But like, you don't have to. So I feel like maybe something I would do different is I would just ask for help. And, and you don't just, have to be super mom. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be super mom.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, something that I wasn't prepared for, like, you know, I read all the birthing books. I knew what I wanted to do for my labor. Um, you know, you have your nursery ready. You have everything, all these things. But I don't feel like I was prepared for the fourth trimester. Totally. Yeah. And nobody really talks about it, like at least not enough, you know. And so I would definitely agree that you don't have to be super mom. You can definitely rely on other people to help you. Let your body heal. Lay in the bed all day with your baby if you need to. Bond. Like you don't have to answer to anybody else. You don't have to feel pressure if you feel like family needs to come over and visit the baby, like you can also just like take care of yourself and what you need even if that's what that means or have them come over and you can nap and people will do your laundry and rock your baby. Yeah. You know, like whatever your needs are, like because it's such a huge time, like not only was a baby born, but you as a mother are being born and that's such a huge transitional time. And so, just speaking up for yourself and giving yourself grace during that time.
1: Yeah, and setting up boundaries and being able to say no and being like, whatever.
0: <laughs> One yeah, day I look
1: back it, and pat myself on the back for being like, nope, you can't come <laughs> over right now. This yeah, okay. because you have
0: to. You have to take care of yourself. You really do totally. in this in this time. And you want to make it kind of, I think, like a sacred space for you and your family. So totally, and just cuddle that
1: baby as much as possible because then at some point they stop cuddling back as much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they say mom quit talking to me like I you know, said last, last podcast <laughs> uh, last
1: night i was trying to i was feeding charlie like i don't know whatever o'clock in the morning and then i had this like moment where i was like i just really want to like hold him and then just like see if he will fall asleep in my arms. And he looked at me like, what are you doing? Because normally I just feed him and then like lay him back down. He rolls over and goes to sleep. And I was like, I just really want to cuddle with him right now. And he was looking at me like, nope. Like,
0: like leave <laughs> me so alone. was so sad. <laughs> uh, so just take in all those cuddles you can get because they're yes. the best. Okay. I think we have another voicemail. Should we listen to that one? Yeah, let's do
1: it.
2: Hello, my name is Rose Monio. First of all, I want to say Carly and Jay, you both are awesome. My question is, what has surprised you in your motherhood journey so far?
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: All of the things. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, gosh, I feel like everything is actually surprising because it's all so new. I think I wasn't prepared for how much your heart just opens up and you love your kids because it's such a different type of love than you have for like anybody else. It's like deeper and it's like this weird spiritual deep love that just, and it's different than a love for your husband or your friend or your sister or your mom and dad or your, you know, it's like, your dog. It's like something carnal. Like if anything happened to that kid, I would attack. You were the protector. You were the uh, mm-hmm. I just I think I just wasn't prepared for how much that is present.
0: And how intense it can be. How
1: intense it is. Yeah, like,
0: I agree with that.
1: There's nothing like it.
0: Yeah, I would say one of the things that surprised me the most is I guess just like how yeah, it's like that love, it's that joy that you get, like, mm. from your ki- from your kids. Like, obviously, like, you know you're going to love your kids, like you said. But, like, it's funny how it swells your heart. Like, when Emmy does this specific thing or Brooks does a specific thing, how it just makes your whole body vibrate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like if you're pr- in a bad mood,
1: you think yeah. about something they do and it instantly puts you in, maybe not in a good mood, but it, it will, like, invoke joy in, like, the dark place. <laughs> <laughs> By just thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Although, I mean, they do test us. Don't get me wrong. Oh,
1: gosh. No, they do.
0: <laughs> but no, I agree. I feel like there's obviously very good surprises to motherhood, too. And I I do feel like one of the things is is how big and intense and amazing that love can be.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Tanner has a joke every time I say intense, which this drives me crazy. It makes me want to like... Freaking smack him <laughs> Every time I say intense He goes you know what else is intense And then his joke it, It's camping Oh, And he says it every I mean cause I must use this word a lot And he says it every single time And I'm like that's, I know you're I know you're a freaking joke dude That's ridiculous Tanner <laughs> That's a dad, dad joke Dad jokes yes It's a major dad joke Okay <laughs>
1: I guess we have time for one more Before Kelly comes on
2: Okay Hi, Carly. Hi, Jade. My name is Danielle. I'm 28 years old. I have a little boy named Nash who's two years old. He is my pride and joy. Um, I was just wondering, what do you think you'd both be doing if you were never on The Bachelor? Not a dream or a goal, but truly, what do you think you would be doing? Just curious to know.
1: That's so funny. I was just talking to Evan about this, like, yesterday. Um, Really? Yeah, because I was looking through a bunch of my old photos and stuff, and... There was like so many, you know, all my travels on cruise ships and stuff. He was like, "Okay, do you think if you never went on the show, you would still be doing that? And I don't know if I would be doing that specifically. I don't know if I, well, cruise ships aren't even happening right now, but I would definitely still be performing. I just don't know where that would be. Interesting. The Bachelor kind of stunted me from performing in, right. in the way that I was in singing sure. and acting and being in like theatrical productions. So I'd probably still be I probably would have spent a few more years on cruise ships and then probably, you know, went to New York or something and, and did that route. That's where I, th- I think I would probably be.
0: Yeah. And it's, a, it's an interesting question because so when I went on the show, I was living in I was living in Los Angeles and I was pretty much just flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, I was 27 and I was just kind of like enjoying life and didn't I had my makeup. Remember my lip gloss company? Yes, I had a naturally c- Jade. Yeah, I had a makeup company. I was a waitress at a restaurant called Joffrey's in Malibu for a long time, which was a great job, but I really didn't have any plans. I mean, I was dating. I was trying to find somebody. I was ready for love. So I don't know what I would be doing. I would probably just... Be flying by the seat of my pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. I'm a creative and I've always just been very resourceful in finding what works for me to get by and I was happy in my life. So I don't know. Would I have stayed in LA? I don't know because dating there is difficult. Like people only want to date for like a couple months and then they move on to the next best thing. So it's hard to find like long-term relationships there.
1: That's so sad.
0: So, I mean, I think I'm 33 now. So I hope at by this point, if I'd never been on the show, I had found somebody. But that's actually really sad to think about because I love my family so much. I know. Not, it's to weird. To not have
1: them. It's so weird thinking about that. Yeah, I yeah, guess we're just like making ourselves single. But we definitely could have like found someone and like been married and had different kids by now. That's so, so weird sad. to think about. so
0: weird to think about. I don't like it. <laughs> a world it. with no emmy and brooks and is so sad and tanner i'll include ta- I'll include <laughs> 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 but yeah i mean it is like interesting how one little thing can change your whole life
1: totally and it did completely
0: mm-hmm. all right well that was so fun i don't know why but when i was listening to them talk on the voicemails like i was smiling really big because it's so cute to hear everybody who listens it makes me feel super special But that's, I was smiling too. Really? Yeah. It just makes me feel really good. But we'll have to do a couple more at the end of this podcast. But let's get Kelly on because I'm excited to talk to her. All right. Let's take a quick break while we grab Kelly. Hi,
1: Kelly. How are you? Oh my gosh, good. Okay, we're so excited to talk to you. Eyebrows are a big deal to me, and Kelly, because when I was on The Bachelor, I had bad eyebrows because I have hypothyroid and all my eyebrows fell out, but I didn't know that that was bad. And I got a lot of hate for my eyebrows. So I have, in the last five years, come to know that eyebrows are extremely important in this day and age. <laughs>
2: You know what? They are extremely important, and I'm sorry that people harassed you because that totally sucks.
1: They were right that eyebrows are important, and eyebrows do change the entire look of your face and make you look better. But they could have just done it with, like, out the memes and the nasty comments.
2: (laughs) People are mean. They're horrible people. Like, it's just... The quote that we all know, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. It's like, why are you going to yeah. point out something that is not perfect on a person? It's just mean, you know, and those people are trolls and they're a-holes. So it's so, yeah. it's so, it's <laughs> so funny. Spread love and kindness, people. Totally. I know.
1: It's so funny, too, because I'm like, you guys, I used to have a real eyebrow and then I had all these problems with my thyroid and then all of my hair just fell out and like it just never came back. It's not something I did to myself like I didn't overpluck them. I didn't pluck them at all. <laughs> Let's just go back to the beginning of your brow journey. How did you even get into the brow business? I mean, you are like the number one celebrity brow stylist. That's amazing.
2: That's a really cool title. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I will happily take it. Thank you. You know, well, I'm 42. I've been around the block. I've been in the business for a long time. And I like to think that I I was part of making brows cool. But I myself had shitty eyebrows. They're shitty right now with no makeup on. And it is what it is, you know. So my goal is basically just to make everyone's brows the best that they can be and if they need some makeup and filling in we show you how to do that and that's it it sounds a lot of people are scared they think they can't do it my product line is strictly for you who doesn't know how to fill in your brows yeah super user friendly and i just want everyone to be able to like think that they have good brows you know what i mean i love that because especially as moms, you know, we don't always like keep up with like the
0: beauty trends and how to do things every like, I mean, some people who are into beauty, they do. But like for myself personally, I don't, I don't. So to have something that's like accessible to me that I'm like the average person that I can make my brows still look fantastic
2: is nice to know. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the goal. And that's the truth because, you know, a lot of people don't have the most amazing brows or You know they're really big or they're over tweeze or you know whatever you have a cowlick in them you have a scar you'd be amazed at the amount of people that have scars in their brows
1: yeah okay so let's say i have to do like a quick brow on myself and i'm just starting from like square one like i don't really know how to do it but i'm trying to do it fast because i'm a busy mom like what's your what's your go-to advice
2: my go-to advice is to 100% use a highlighter pencil. I have a highlighter pencil that my clients have nicknamed the magic stick. Ooh.
1: Um,
2: yeah, so it literally is magical. So it doesn't matter if you are dropping your kids off at school, in the pickup line, at the grocery store, going to go do some yoga, having parent date night, whatever. The highlighter alone is just going to open your eyes and lift your brows and make you look awake and feel good about yourself. Mm. And it's such a creamy consistency that it blends in so well that people don't actually see makeup. They don't know that there's anything there. So that's my always go-to for any day just to make me feel good. So always a highlighter pencil. We're gonna draw it on underneath your brow. And again, you know, if you mess up or something, you can take your finger and literally smudge it right off. It's so creamy. And you start over. You know, I've seen actually a lot of women use it. You can use it for concealer, too, if you need to. Sometimes, you know, in the corner of your eye or even in your waterline. My background is actually um, makeup. I used to only do makeup. So I try to make things where you can use them for other purposes, if need be. Mm. So. Um, But really, at the end of the day, again, my goal is that you guys can do it yourself. You don't need. Obviously, I do it a little bit differently, but my goal is to make it so you can do it yourself.
1: When I'm drawing on a brow, am I supposed to do like little bitty hair looking marks or are you supposed to fill it in?
2: Less is always more. Absolutely. Okay. In the brow department. And yes, do little strokes, hair like strokes And we don't need the pencil or powder on the entire brow. We only want it where you need some extra. So for myself, the inner part of my brows are very sparse. So I'm going to add more closer to my nose to make it look like I have thicker brows. Or if you have holes, you're going to fill it in where the holes are. Or if you want more definition, you can outline the whole shape of it to make them pop. But the idea, again, is to make the brows look like they belong to you. We don't want people looking at you and thinking like, whoa, what is on her face? (laughs) Right? Right. So we want people, we want women to be like, wow, her brows are so pretty. And them not know that you have brow products on. And that's why my line is super small. I've made it very, very simple and easy. Because otherwise it's too confusing. You go to the mall, you go to Nordstrom's and there's like 50 shades of brow powders. It's like, what are you? Oh, it's so
1: confusing.
2: Mahogany, midnight chocolate, what ebony. It's like, really? It's just blonde brown, dark brown. Make it easy for people.
1: That's what we need.
2: Yeah, we, for sure.
1: I have like mom brain all the time now. So I just need, just well, give me like one you, option and I'm good. Goes I'll take away. it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How do uh, you, so you're a single mom. Yes. How do you have this empire and a kid? How do you do all of it?
2: How do you do anything? You just, I don't know. Adjust, you just adjust. You adjust and you make it work. My parents don't live anywhere in the area. My son's dad his family lives in Mexico city. We have no help family wise. If I need something, I literally have to call my dog Walker. I mean, whoever, and, and you, I have learned that asking for help is totally okay. And you know, I try to teach that to people too, because so many people are afraid to ask for help for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I didn't ask for help, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Like I need it. I need people to help me do things, you know? I'm
1: so yeah, glad I mean, you said that. We just talked about that. Like right before you came on, um, someone asked us what is our best advice for a new parent? And we were like, ask for help and like, don't feel bad about it. Cause you, you need uh, it
2: because you want, we can't, it is so much. I, my best friend's wedding is this weekend and I have scheduled today as podcast day. So, and he, my son is gonna be 15, so he's homeschooling in the living room. Oh my gosh. So we wake up, I walk the dogs, feed the dogs, make sure that they don't pee and poop in the house because that's what they love to do. Oh yeah, make I hear him that. breakfast, come upstairs, pack my clothes for the wedding. I just got off a podcast. I'm ironing my clothes. I'm calling you guys. It's like it just becomes your normal life. And it, you know, it can be very overwhelming for sure. But, you know, I think you just adjust and and you definitely, definitely. I mean, I definitely take because he does go to his dad's half the week. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm getting a massage. I'm having some wine. I'm turning on the TV. I don't want to see anybody. That sounds amazing.
1: That does (laughs) sound amazing. (laughs)
2: Totally. Okay, so we
1: both have boys, but they're like one. What is how is dealing with the, (laughs) the adolescence part going? While, while being you know, homeschooling and running he, your own
2: business. I think since you guys are new moms, one piece of advice that I can share with you and any parent is that, you know, learning your kid and their personality is super important and learning what works for them and for you and deciding that together because people will always tell you to do things their way. And a lot of times it doesn't work that way, you know. Totally. Yeah. my son I mean I see parents taking their kids to the grocery store and to the rest a restaurant and my kid was not that kid and he'd fuss and he'd cry and I was completely miserable and people would be like you just have to make him do it and I would try to do it you know it, it's gonna take a minute to you out your one one-year-old and be like wait why is he crying what does he want like right. they are literally trying to tell us and communicate with us. And it's charades. We're like trying to figure it out. Like, wait, what's he saying right now? You know? And it, that's just, and they typically, I mean, their personalities at a young age is, I mean, my, my kid is the same way. I just now know what it is. He's trying to tell me. Yeah. You know, I've learned. He's the type of kid who needs a schedule. He likes to know, what is going on? He does not like being thrown at, like, hey, we're leaving in five minutes. That doesn't work for him. And it never has. So I think it's important as parents to also respect your child and know that, you know what, we're working with our kid, what what makes them happy and makes us all happy as a family, you know?
0: You, you definitely have to do that. You have to, like you said, whatever makes it work for your family. We have a lot of single mom listeners, and I feel like your story is so inspiring that you were able to start your business and build it into such a successful business while being a single mom. Do you have any advice out there for moms who are wanting to start their own businesses at this current time
2: in their life? I think that they just need to do it. I know it sounds crazy and just to say it like that, but at the end of the day, you just got to give yourself that push. If I can do it, you can do it. If she can do it, you can do it too. It's a matter of just and you know starting. And my main thing that I always tell people is you just start. If you're interested in whatever field, you start researching it. And researching it alone is the start of your search of your beginning of whatever you want to do. So you just have to, I mean, you know, write the ideas down, look them up, see what's out there. You know because everyone's like how do I start and I'm like you just start look on Pinterest look on Instagram punch in Goog- Google dermatologist Google whatever it is that you want to be you know and yeah. a- and ask questions I mean questions are super important and it, it's all you know everything's a learning experience I mean who would have thought brows would be this popular you know but my goal was to make it popular I didn't you know and Twenty years later, we're, hey. we're we're doing it. It's like yeah. you're like
1: psychic.
2: You just knew. No, <laughs> I, she manifested I mean, it. You did. It manif- I'm uh, manifesting is the keyword for sure, for sure. Well,
1: yeah. where can everyone find you? Where can they find your line of makeup? How how can we make our brows look better by getting your product?
2: Well, so my Instagram is Kelly Baker Brows. Two E's. My mom tortured me with that second E. Um, (laughs) I have all kinds of tutorials, before and after pictures. Uh, I show people like live videos of how to fill them in so you guys can see it and get an idea of how to do it. I think the way that I've learned how to do brows is is honestly by watching. I'm the type who needs to watch it happen to learn. So, Mm. you know, just watching and watching and watching and, and all of the products are available in our salon. And of course, online, which is kellybakerbrows.com as well. We even have a chat button now we have a live chat on our website. So if you have questions about what color, someone will pop on and help you. That's so we cool. Also have, yeah, and we have pictures of like different types of people or celebrities, or like in you can look at their coloring and be like, that's my, you know, I have similar coloring to that person. Then I say what I use on them. But at the end of the day, it's mainly, you know, super simple blonde, brown, dark brown, light highlighter, tan highlighter. It's made for every skin tone, every ethnicity. Don't care how old you are. Don't care how talented with makeup you are. It just works for you.
0: That's amazing. I say I'm looking at your Instagram right now and everybody has such beautiful brows. So beautiful. I'm like enchanted.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us, Kelly. We really, really appreciate it. Of course.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. I I think I just want to share too with all the mamas out there, like, you don't have to look perfect by any means, but make sure that you take care of yourself because when you feel good, when you look good, you feel good. And then that gives you that extra boost to be able to heat up that bottle or clean up the mess and do whatever. Like it just, you need to make sure you feel good to be able to take care of everyone else. That's great advice. I totally
1: agree. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Ladies. Thank you. Well, I do feel like I have been filling in my brows wrong for the last five
0: years. <laughs> No, you know, I know what though? The trend, the trends change so quickly. Like brows have really have. They've become this huge thing. But then the br- I can't keep up with the brow trends. You know, no. now people are laminating their brows. Where There's they like, so much. There's so much. But I was looking at her Instagram and she really does have, I feel like, like she said, easy, pretty products, and all these girls' brows look gorgeous. So they look
1: amazing. Did you see I Marin quite, Morris on there?
0: Yes. And uh Lucy Hale. And like
1: all the Kardashians.
0: Yeah, Zendaya.
1: Okay, everybody.
0: They they look beautiful, so... They really do. Well, before we go, do you want to do, like, two more
1: questions, Jade, from our voicemail?
0: I had a lot of fun, so I am totally open to that.
1: Okay, and you guys, don't forget that if you want to leave us a voicemail and ask us questions, you can do that at 844-844-MOMS. That's 844-844-MOMS. So we would like to hear from you, and, uh, and no question is dumb. I mean we might ask answer us, dumb. We're but open
0: books. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. Our answers might be dumb. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, they might be, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe you'll laugh with us. Maybe that'll
1: Please. be the goal. <laughs>
0: Please with us
1: and not at us. <laughs> okay, okay, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll do two more questions. Okay, we're back. Let's get into our first question.
2: Hi, my name is Brianna Schaffman from Minnesota. My question is specifically for Jade. I'm just wondering how you mentally prepare yourself for another pregnancy and another birthing experience after having a traumatic birthing
1: experience. Well, That's a good question.
0: That is a good question. Well, this baby was not planned. <laughs> so I definitely was not mentally prepared. I was actually really, to be honest, a little bit emotionally upset Because I wasn't ready emotionally and physically to have another baby. Although Tanner and I had talked so much about having a third baby. Honestly, with like a traumatic birth experience, like trauma can be anything that the brain associates as trauma. Like it can be anything. It doesn't have to even really be something that was like a big ordeal. For me, it took my brain a long time to process And um, a hard it was a hard road to process like and that was very scary for me because getting pregnant again, I knew that this is something that could happen to me again to wonder if I have the strength to face it again is something that is kind of like a hard reality to understand because I do have those worries. But I really, really have worked on knowing that my thoughts, student, are just thoughts. and my thoughts do not control my life. My thoughts are just something that my brain experiences and that I can let go and my feelings too. So when I start to worry, I check in with myself, you know, I ground myself. I love on myself, as silly as that sounds, but I've really been working on good self-talk and positive self-talk. Um, I went to a hypnotherapist who has helped me through the trauma so that it's not so triggering, which I feel like has really given me a lot of peace and has helped me feel like I am prepared if precipitous labor or a traumatic birth happens again, um, that I know that I can experience it and get through it and that I am strong and that things that happen to us that may be hard or tough, we can come out stronger from them and we can turn them into positive things. So that's really kind of where I'm at. Although like I am human, so I do like still have like the times where the anxiety does take over, but I really try to ground myself.
1: That was a really good answer. You're like superwoman though.
0: Uh, no, I'm not. No, I do Because I struggle. Like if people knew like really... How my last year went and the struggles I had because of everything is really hard. So but I know I have to like you just have to keep pushing forward. So and you're doing like healthy
1: choices to help you get there.
0: But I feel like that's just become with my age and my, you know, like maturity. Mm -hmm. You know, I am 33. So I feel like 26 year old me probably would have not been able to handle as much as I can now. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I, I feel like it has a lot to do with that too. Yeah, that makes total sense. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, was great, it was
1: a great answer. Okay, should we do one last question before we go?
0: Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. My question
2: to you guys is, what's it like to breastfeed your baby? I'm really excited to be a mom in the future.
1: <laughs> what is it like to breastfeed?
2: Uh, <laughs> gosh, you know, I,
1: it's so... It's, it's, I feel like, such a different experience for every single mom. Oh, yes. For sure. So, I mean, you still, you know, lots of moms have the same things happen, but it is so like, I'm not trying to speak for you here, but you felt a bonding experience, right? Like with breastfeeding that I did not feel.
0: Yeah. Mostly with Emerson, though. Brooks was a different because Brooks and I had way more struggles. So it just, I think it does, it depends on certain things. Yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like the first time I ever did it. So when we were in the hospital, you know, they want you to like latch your baby like as soon as possible. And I remember that I have a video of Evan being like, put her on your boob. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And like, he helped me like get my nipple into her mouth. And I was just like, this is so weird. And I never had that feeling of like, this is so amazing and so beautiful. And I feel like a bond this way. I don't know. I just, I just never had that. And I also had a lot of struggles with Bella breastfeeding. Like it just never was easy with Charlie again. I mean, it just, it just wasn't easy and I just, I could not mentally or physically push through, but so many people have beautiful experiences. So I think it's just, I'm being very negative here, but I think it's just so different for each person.
0: No, I think it's great to share different experiences because like you said, no one mother's experience is going to be everybody's experience. So But like for me, like when I was younger, you know, I just thought it was weird that babies would be on boobs, you know, because when I was in my 20s, my boobs were more of like sexual and, you know, I was like, that's weird that a baby would be on your nipple. But for me, it was like a natural thing. But it doesn't mean that because it was natural, it wasn't hard. Like breastfeeding can be hard. It's you have a baby that's on you at all times, you know, like Mm. it's it's that um, overtouched, you know, feeling that you can get. But for me, it was definitely, it was a bonding experience. Uh, It is something that I do love. It's something that I am planning to do with uh, this baby, our third baby. So I would just say if, if what just sounds like our girl is saying is that she's super looking forward to breastfeeding is if it's something that is so important to you, then work through it, you know, and get like see a lactation consultant if you have issues or or whatever and work hard at it and and a lot of the times you can get through it, but also if you have this expectation and it's not what it was meant to be for you, it's okay too to not breastfeed, you know. There's always that saying that like fed is best or breast is best or all these people who have all these different stances, but I really think the best thing is mothers being supported. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. Yeah. So
0: support. Mamas need just the support no matter what their choice is Just support. But I really, really just because I can tell you're excited, like we are wishing you a really great breastfeeding experience. So and also, I, I wish all mamas could have that. <laughs> I know. And also, like in
1: our podcast group, if you are not in the podcast group on Facebook, join because while you are going through your breastfeeding journey, if you have any questions, there is so many people in there that have so much good breastfeeding advice, um, and they will write you back in like two point five seconds
0: and love on you. Yeah, you know, like and love the on group you. is the group's really good. And, like. If you're having experiences where you're struggling with it, like people are just there to love on you, too. Yeah,
1: totally. Well, yeah, that wraps up our questions in our podcast today. But that was really fun. I love this new um, voicemail system we have going on.
0: Yeah, this is a fun segment. It makes me feel like really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, me, too. Um, It's like I have
1: friends I know uh, (laughs) Friends I remember
0: friends
1: (laughs) Also speaking of friends Please tell your friends About Mommy's Tell All Because we would love To have them come join Our mommy circle
0: Yes and please You guys share the podcast Rate it five stars We love when you guys do So we always appreciate you And thank you for listening And we will see you next week Bye From
1: From the the Westwood Westwood One Podcast One. Podcast Network